Alhamdulillah, we are now in our second program of the month of Shawwal after the blessed month of Ramadan. And not only in this month of Shawwal and not only in this year, but really in fact in our whole life, we should want to preserve every single blessing that we got in this past month of Ramadan so that when we show up at the end of our life after dying, in front of Allah Taala, every single good deed, every amal, every nur, every of the hasanat that we got in this month of Ramadan, we find it right there intact and preserved and pure and unfaded in our book of deeds. Alhamdulillahi wa kafa. Wassalamun ala ibadihim lazeen astasa amma ba'd. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytani lazeeni bismillah rahman rahim. لَأَلَّكُمْ تَفْتَكُونَ سُبْحَانَ رَبِّكَ رَبِّ الْعِزَّةِ أَمَّا يَسِفُونَ وَسَلَامٌ عَلَى الْمُرْسَلِينَ وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ اللهم سمي رافلنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد ومطالب السمي As I mentioned in our introduction that all of our efforts can be to retain what we got in this month of Ramadan and the greatest thing that we were supposed to get in the month of Ramadan, لَأَلَّكُمْ تَتَّكُونَ was to fear Allah Taala. Normally, taqwa is translated in many different ways, but for tonight, I want to suggest first and foremost that taqwa means we should have increased in our fear of Allah Taala. And this is another way that Allah Taala in the month of Ramadan wanted to give ordinary Allahina amanu like us. Allah wanted to give us the attributes of the awliya. Why is that? Because of the ordinary Allah Amanu. The more and more ibadah we make, the less we fear Allah And maybe many of us, that's how we spent Ramadan. That because we were fasting and we were praying that we were reading Quran, reciting Quran, learning Quran, making dua, making zikr, maybe because and staying away from sin, and so maybe, mashallah, because those of us who spent a good Ramadan, maybe we didn't feel a fear of Ramadan. Because maybe we only fear Allah Ta'ala when we sin. And because we weren't sinning and we weren't skipping our sarais, we were actually doing what we were supposed to do in that month, we didn't feel fear. But awliyaullah, they're amazing. The more and more ibadat of Allah Ta'ala that they do, the more fear of Allah Ta'ala they feel. The more close they get to Allah Taala, the more fear they have. So many times our ulama and mashayikh and our own sheikh give the example of Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq with Allah Taala Adhu. And after his whole lifetime, and you have to understand that Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq knew that he was from the Ashram of Bashra, those ten blessed companions who Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallam foretold that they would be in Jannah. Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala knew all of those hadith and manakib, tazayl, all of the virtues and merits that the Prophet said about him that we read and study today in the books of Aqib, Sayyidina Abu Bakr had heard all of those things about him. He knew that at the end of his life he was the first Khalifa and he knew those hadith in which the Prophet mentioned the virtues and merits of the Khulafai Rashidun but even despite knowing all of that after a lifetime, I mean the second part of his life in Deen of Islam and 
a second after he took Imam the rest of his lifetime for the service of Deen still towards the end of his life it is narrated in the biographies that he would say things that I wish I was just a blade of grass I wish I was a hair on the back of an animal means he had so much fear of the judgment and fear of facing Allah Santa, so much fear so the more and more ibadah they had the more and more fear they had and so actually one of the purposes of month of Ramadan was that by only and only by the blessings and grace and fuzzle and karam and mercy of Allah that he made us do so much of this ibadah that we should feel more fear for Allah and this is the greatest lesson that we should have taken from this month is that you fear Allah more just a couple of hours ago I was talking to uh, our friends and fellows here in Lahore, Pakistan and I was telling them that you know, Shawal is the month where many of the Mu'mineen are broken Ramadan is the month where many Mu'mineen are made and Shawal is the month where many of the Mu'mineen are broken because just like in just as much as Shaitan and all of the Shaitan were chained in the month of Ramadan so you can just imagine that any creature animal creature, jinn creature, human creature, any creature is this chained for one month and then it is allowed to go free, it is set free. You can imagine that in the beginning it will just run and race in its freedom. And then after some time of being free then it will calm down. But in the very beginning, when you set it free, after keeping it in chains, it will run and race. And that is what happens to Shaitan and Shawal. That Shaitan and the Shaitan were chained in the month of Ramadan. Now he is racing to undo all of the good that the Ummah received in the month of Ramadan. Shaitan wants to undo that. And Shaitan is a being who, unlike us, who sometimes we settle for 80%, we settle for 90%, Shaitan is unrelenting. He wants 100% success in whatever he does. What does that mean? He is after every single drop of noor that we got in Ramadan. He wants to take 100% everything away that we got in Ramadan. He wants to take it all away. In fact, if it was up to him, he would make us even worse than we were before the month of Ramadan started. So this is the level in which Shaitan is going to attack us. Second is our own nafs. Now nafs, there are different kinds of nafs, but the vast majority of us have a nafs, a mara, a nafs that is always commanding us, inciting us, inviting us to sin. And if we don't have a 100% nafs, a mara, but many of us still have trace remnants of that nafs, a mara, now that nafs, a mara again, was disciplined in the month of Ramadan through the act of fasting, abstinence from food and drink. Now this nafs is going to come back with a vengeance. And many people, we have actually had many people come to us and they actually, and they're surprised because they don't understand. They say, I don't know what's happened to me after Eid. I feel like doing sin. And I don't know what, I don't understand. And their uncle, their mind can't understand. Like, what's the matter with me? I just spent Ramadan, Alhamdulillah, I spent Ramadan well, Alhamdulillah, I stayed away from that sin the whole month, 
Alhamdulillah, I made dua to Allah to forgive me for all the times I did that sin. Alhamdulillah, I made so much niyyah and intention and resolve. I would never repeat that sin. And they say, I'm not even around that sin. I'm not even going to the gatherings of that sin. I'm not even meeting the people of that sin. It keeps coming in my mind. It keeps coming in my thoughts. I don't know what's the matter with me. Why do these sinful thoughts keep coming? And the thoughts keep coming and coming and coming. And then they're nagging and they're plaguing. And then they're dominating. And then the person sometimes ends up doing that sin. So those thoughts, that's the wasps of shaitan. He's reminding us of our old sins. It's then our nafs, the worst part of our nafs, which may be because unless we had an amazing Ramadan where we defeated our nafs 100%, maybe the best of us defeated it 90%, so there's 10% left. And that 10% nafs starts responding to the whisperings of shaitan, and the nafs starts growing, and it starts festering. And then what happens is the person lapses into sin. Now I will tell our listeners the good part. The good part is that, well, let me explain first, a deception. And the, a mistake a lot of us make is when we commit that first sin after Ramadan. And you know, it's a real tragedy that myself and most of our listeners have probably already crossed this point. You know, it's almost like when people get married and they have their first fight. And they they talk like that and says, like, oh, this is our first fight since we got married. And so some people may have been married a few days, some people may have married a few weeks, some people may have married a few months before they have their first fight. Just like that, every Muslim after Ramadan is going to go through this experience. Some may have already gone through it, some are going to go through it. And that is called the first sin after Ramadan. For some people it may be the first pleasure they sleep through. For some people it may be the first gaze they misdirect. For some people it may be the first lie they tell. For some people, it might be, you know, the first anything, any sin. First financial, mm, you know, fraud or defeat that they commit. Anyway, a person will do the first sin after Ramadan. Now, what happens after that first sin is, if, mashallah, the person is a mu'min, mu'mina, he or she is pious, so what's going to happen? They really feel the sting of that first sin. They're going to feel really bad. And this is a mistake a lot of people make is they go into depression and they think that now I've lost everything in Ramadan. I missed Fajr. It's over for me. Everything I got in Ramadan is lost. Now, Alhamdulillah, this is a good sentiment. It's good that people think like that, that they have so much taqwa that they are worried that even one sin will make them lose everything. But I want people to know this is what I was talking about, the good side. And that our ulama and Mashaik have taught us something very important, which is that, yes, on the one hand, one sin, if we don't repent from it, and if Allah Ta'ala accepts that sin or Allah Ta'ala records that sin as a sin, then yes, many times it can be that a single sin can make a person lose everything. But if you make a sin after Ramadan and you feel nadma remorse over it, and Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Al-Nadma Toba, that Nadma remorse is a Toba in of itself, that means you have done a Toba over that sin, so that sin after Ramadan, that the first sin that you do after Ramadan, if you do it without remorse, without shame, without regret, without feeling bad, 
Yes, and that sin could be so devastating that it could actually make you lose everything you got in Ramadan. However, if you do that first sin after Ramadan, but when you do that sin, you feel remorse, you feel regret, you feel shame, you berate yourself, you reprimand yourself, then all of that is a form of tawbah, and that sin won't make you lose everything you got in Ramadan, because Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala is great, the mercies that He sent upon us in Ramadan were great, the blessings that He sent in Ramadan were great, the rewards He gave even for a single fast were great, the rewards He gave for an entire month of fasting is incredibly great, the reward He gave for all of those du'as and suhoor and iftar, for that tahajjud and suhoor, for the tarawih at night, all of that is great. The reward He gave for those of us who made some nafil itikaf, who did the full sunnah itikaf, all of that is great. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, alhamdulillah, Himself is great. His mercy is great. So, if we do our first sin after Ramadan, but we felt remorse and regret over that, then that first sin, or even second, third sin, as long as we keep feeling the remorse, that is not enough, powerful enough, to take away all the nur that we got in Ramadan. What it does do, is it makes us go cold again. This is what our own Shaykh and our Mashaikh sometimes say in Urdu, that the pot hasn't become empty, but rather the pot has become cold. But this is very important because if the pot has become empty, it means that we are lost. And to fill it up again, well, if we become empty of the Anwarat and the Nur and light and blessings we got in Ramadan, the only way we could get that back is next year Ramadan. So if the pot became empty, we would be at a complete loss. But if instead the pot has become cold, then what that means is we just have to heat it up again. So the way to heat it up again once we do our first or second sin after Ramadan is to be regular in our suhbah, to be regular in our zikr, in our ilm, in our Qur'an, in our amal on sunnah, in our dua, in our suhbah of sadiqeen and salihin, to keep being regular in that. That person who is regular in these activities that person who has regularly plugged themselves in and connected themselves to a program which will develop them spiritually on being, then they keep getting reheated. They keep getting reheated. They can never go cold. mistake we make is that we get this feeling of depression after sin. And a lot of young, especially young men and women, who are trying and striving to become closer to Allah SWT, when they do that first sin after Ramadan, first, second, third sin, and they fall to depression. They give themselves a very tough time. They issue a fatwa on themselves. You lost everything. You are nothing. You've gone back to who you are. There's no hope for you. Oh, look at you. You just spent the whole of Ramadan and you went back to that sin. You spent all of Ramadan. You missed Fajr again. And so they fall into depression. What I want that all of our listeners and myself we should remember is depression and sadness and despair these are not feelings we're supposed to feel after sin Allah Ta'ala said in Quran لا تقنطو مرحمت الله لا تقنطو لا تقنطو do not ever feel depression and despair when you sin because it means you are despairing of the mercy of Allah so what is the feeling we're supposed to feel not depression not sadness 
the feeling we should feel is the fear of Allah Taala. This is the most important feeling we should feel. And the trick and deception and delusion of shaitan is instead of letting us feel fear, means that when we sin we should feel afraid. We should feel fear of Allah Taala. And that fear should be so much that we will never do that sin again. Depression will never stop you from a sin. I can, we can write these words. That if we do a sin and we feel depressed about it, you will repeat that sin. Depression is not a feeling. Being sad and depressed over a sin can never stop you from doing that sin. The only feeling and emotion that can stop us from doing sin is taqwa, is fear of Allah Taala. So it's very important that whenever we cross that bridge, when we do the first sin after Ramadan, the feeling we should feel is fear, not depression. This fear of Allah Taala is what Allah Taala meant in Quran when He mentioned the purpose of the month of Ramadan, la Allahum tattakum. So that now you become people who fear me. Before you sin, you will fear me, such that the fear of me will keep you away from that sin. And if ever, for some reason, the dunya, the world, your mundane activity, your life, your lifestyle, people, somehow distract you from me, and you end up in a ghafla, you end up being distracted and idle-minded and empty-minded, and then because of that ghafla, you end up on sin, then after you sin, the feeling you will again feel is fear for me. لَأَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ That you will try to fear me before sinning, and if you fall into sin, you will definitely fear me after sinning. That is the purpose of Ramadan. لَأَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ So we have to become people who fear Allah SWT. So if we have crossed that barrier, we have made the first sin, make sure to feel fear. If we have yet to fall into that, Alhamdulillah, Allah has blessed us, then be ready that whenever you sin, whenever you fall into that first sin after Ramadan, the feeling you should feel in your heart is fear of Allah Taala. Fear. And you know, Alhamdulillah, when we were with our Shaykh recently in Zambia, now we just returned a couple of days ago, uh, yes, a couple of days ago to the fourth, Tuesday morning, our Shaykh gave three talks after Ramadan in Zambia, several talks, but he gave three talks in particular, and each and every one of those three talks were about leaving Sorry, I should rather say, each and every one of those three talks was about fear of Allah Taala and leaving sin. Fearing Allah Taala and leaving sin out of that fear, لَأَلَّكُمْ تَسْكَكُمْ so the month of Shawwal is the month to fear Allah SWT. The month of Shawwal is the month to learn and live the lesson of Ramadan. Another aspect of this month of Shawwal is that this is the month where a person should try to do more. That's a very important thing people should know after this month of Ramadan. That one thing is to get taqwa, one is to get more taqwa. One is to start ibadah, one is to do more ibadah. One thing is to start having haya, another thing is to have more haya. But in our deen, we should always be trying to have more and more and more. And the reality is that in our deen, 
either a person is progressing or simply speaking either a person is moving or they're slipping it's very rare and very short-lived at the point where a person can say I'm just coasting I'm cruising what does that mean? either we're moving further towards deen deeper in deen deeper in taqwa deeper in ayah closer to Allah either we are moving or we are slipping we are going back towards sin, back towards the dunya, back towards the safla, more distant from Allah subhanahu wa away from haya, away from zikr, away from taqwa. Either we are slipping. It's very, very rare that a person can say, I'm coasting. Coasting means that I'm at the same level. I'm not moving and I'm not slipping. That doesn't happen in our being. Yes, a person can be coasting for a few days, at max a few weeks. Otherwise, Normally, a person is always either moving or slipping. We're always in this state. Either we're moving, moving, moving means progressing in our deen, or we're slipping, slipping means we're regressing in our deen. There's no such thing as just coping. So what does it mean? Now, again, this is a very important thing that inshallah, that what's going to happen after Ramadan, because in Ramadan, we were, alhamdulillah, all moving. Anyone who is a fasting, praying, mu'min, who is trying to please Allah SWT by fasting in the month of Ramadan, that means the barakah of that fast, so that in the month of Ramadan, throughout the month of Ramadan, all of the month of Ramadan, we were moving. Alhamdulillah, Allah SWT blessed us with such a month that had so much mercy in it, so much blessings in it, so much qadr in it, laylatul qadr in it, so much power in it, that the whole month we were moving. And shawal is the danger, comes the danger that we start slipping. The only way to prevent ourselves and protect ourselves from slipping is to keep moving. Move more and more and more. Unless we want more. And a lot of mistakes people make is, okay, after Ramadan, in shawal, they let themselves relax. They give themselves a break from being. They give themselves a vacation from being. It's okay, look, you know, I did so much. Now I can slow down a little bit. I can take it easy a little bit. I can relax a little bit. Allahu Rakhabira. No way. In our deen we have to keep moving, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. You know we should think, you know like the day of judgment is like a final exam. And a student when they're moving to it, they don't let themselves relax. They keep studying, keep studying. The only thing that may stop them is sleeping or eating or some other necessary thing in life. They keep saying, keep pushing themselves, they keep pushing themselves, they keep pushing themselves, because they know they have just limited days and then the exam is going to happen. And they know that I only get one chance at that exam. And they know that whatever write on, I write on that exam, I can never rewrite it. Same thing as the life of a moment, that we are moving towards that day of judgment, that ultimate exam. And we have a limited time, limited days. It's another lesson of the month of Ramadan, Another thing Allah will express in that same passage of Quran, that these are limited days. The month of Ramadan is limited days. Our entire life on earth is limited days. And that book of deeds can only be written once. And yes, as long as we're alive, we have the chance to rewrite it. We can erase things, that's Toba. We can improve things. We can rewrite things. But on the day of judgment, when that book of deeds is open in front of us, on that day, there is no erasing, no rewriting, 
no editing, no amending. Everything will be as it is. There will be no chance left. So what does that mean? That means we have to keep moving. Keep moving. We have to keep moving in this direction towards Allah Taala. That is what Allah Taala mentioned in Quran. That those who make mujahida, those who keep striving, those who keep moving, see na. We always, uh, not always, but <coughs> we now want to mention that this ayah is such a beautiful thing. That Allah SWT has chosen to refer to such people as وَالَّذِينَ جَاهُدُوا فِيْنَا فِيْنَا directly Allah Ta'ala said they strive in us Allah Ta'ala took the deen and the deen Allah Ta'ala took the sabilina in our path so Allah Ta'ala directly said فِيْنَا these are people who are striving for us they are lillah they are fillah فِيْنَا they are fillah Allah Akbar, they're striving for Allah Ta'ala, for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, in the name of Allah Ta'ala, in Allah Ta'ala. Beans in the way of Allah Ta'ala, but the expression still is that Allah Ta'ala is saying they're striving directly for me. This is what we call moving. And this is what Allah Ta'ala has promised them, a reward, لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُلَنَا That we will surely, assuredly, undoubtedly guide them to many, many paths that will lead and connect them towards me. So means we keep moving, Allah Ta'ala keeps guiding. We keep moving, Allah Ta'ala keeps blessing. We keep moving, Allah Ta'ala keeps granting, keeps bestowing, keeps endowing, keeps giving. So our job is to keep moving. This is Shaval is the test. Allah Ta'ala gave us a boost in the month of Ramadan. Allah Ta'ala set us on course in the month of Ramadan. Now the question is how many of us can keep moving in that direction. But that's why in Shawal and you know we were also explaining to our friends and fellows that the reason why the Islamic academic calendar starts in Shawal and many people in the world they think that you know maybe we should try to align it with our secular academic calendar whatever that might be so if you're in the northern hemisphere at least, you know, I don't know, I know South Africa is different in the Northern Hemisphere. Normally from September to June, August to June, September to May, right? No. The reason why we keep the Islamic academic calendar the way it is, is that Shawal is when we need that boost. Shawal is when we need that push. Shawal is the month when we need to make this year-long commitment and year-long registration that we're going to plug ourselves into a program of ilm, to a month of zikr, where we're going to set ourselves up for the whole year to connect ourselves to Allah Ta'ala to keep ourselves moving in that right direction. So this is very important in this month of Shabal, that wherever any of our listeners might be, to seek out the gatherings of zikr, the gatherings of deen, the the rules by the ulama on Quran and the ulama on hadith and to enroll ourselves in them to present ourselves for them to join ourselves with them because that's what's going to keep us moving after this month of Ramadan so one thing was that we should have a lot of fear of Allah Taala. second thing was that we have to keep striving keep up the effort keep moving third thing that we mentioned is that 
we and so what I just ended on is that we have to keep connecting, keep steering, keep moving, and we have to keep connecting because this is something Alhamdulillah a lot of us we did in Ramadan. We connected ourselves to ulama, to mashayikh, to gatherings, to the masjid, to tarawih, for fajr. So we have to keep connecting. We can't stop. We're not done after Ramadan. We're not going to be able to coast. We're not going to be able to preserve it until we try to increase it. What Allah SWT says in Quran, in That if you're grateful to me, Allah SWT doesn't say, I will just preserve it. I will increase it. I will increase it. So what does it mean that this is in many aspects of this ayah, one aspect is Allah is giving us an ishara that whatever bounty and blessing you get in being, you should want to keep increasing, keep moving. One way to do that is shukr. So when we do shukr for what we have, Allah Ta'ala gives us ziyada. He will keep increasing us. So the way to do that, another way to do that is to keep connecting to keep connecting to the connectors to Allah SWT to keep disconnecting from the things that disconnect us from Allah SWT to keep connecting so whether it is the masajid, the madaris, the mashayikh, the khanka, the ulama, the tulaha, the siddiqeen, the salajeen we have to keep connecting ourselves to them the month of Ramadan was not enough it's not going to be enough for any of us right? On the Day of Judgment is every single day and month of our life that it's going to be our Book of Deeds. We could only wish that in the Book of Deeds it would just be our Ramadans and that's it. And the 11 months, the other 11 months wouldn't be there. But all of us know that's not how it is. That's not how it is. Every other thing will be there. And you imagine now, imagine if there's a book that there every 12 chapters in that book that there, one of them that is very well written and then the next 11 are terrible and then again you have one that is well written and then again you have 11 that are terrible and then again you have one that is well written and then again you have 11 that are terrible so imagine if somebody has a book like this so all of us would know that even though there's every 12 chapter after every 11 chapters there's one well written chapter if there are 11 terrible chapters all the way along the way, who's going to read that book? Who's going to view that book as presentable to anyone? So this we have to make sure, and for many of us, this is our reality. This is how we've been spending our years for the past 5, 10, 15 years. That we spend a good Ramadan, and then we're terrible for the rest of the 11 months. And then again we have a good Ramadan, and then again we're terrible for the next 11 months. So no, we should want to know all the time. This time I want it to be different. And all the time I want you to make it different. This time I want that it's not just that one month of Ramadan. I want the other 11 months to be good. I want my whole book of deeds to be good. I want my whole lifetime, lifetime of deeds to be good. So stay, keep hearing, keep moving, keep connecting. Fourth thing is that in Ramadan there is an attribute, a sifat, from the adab and akhlaq, from the personality traits that a person has that almost everybody gets this in Ramadan and what is that? that's called humility Ramadan is a humbling experience the richest of the rich when they have to go without food and drink they become humbled the most in the worldly sense mighty, powerful means influential right? 
when they fast in the month of Ramadan, they get humbled. So this is another great lesson of the month of Ramadan, which is humility. So the one thing that we have to do with it in Shabbat is we have to keep bowing, keep prostrating, keep lowering ourselves, keep humbling ourselves, keep humbling ourselves in front of Allah SWT, in front of the might of Allah SWT, in front of the majesty of Allah SWT, in front of the hukam, the command of Allah SWT, we have to keep humbling ourselves. And what happens sometimes to certain people is that after Ramadan passes in Shawal, they get a surge, they go back to the dunya so strongly. And all of a sudden, you know, all the time that we gave to Allah on Ramadan, you shouldn't give it back so quickly to the dunya. What happens is people, they surge in the dunya because they say, oh, I haven't been attending to my business in Ramadan because I was in Itikaf or I was in Tarawih or I wasn't focusing on my worldly studies in Ramadan because uh, worldly studies because of the month of Ramadan so they go back with a passion we have to be very careful when we return to dunya after Ramadan we have to return to it very gingerly very carefully very cautiously don't race back if first of all it's not good other not proper other person should be so happy that in the month of Ramadan I wasn't able to give my business so much time or my career so much time or my studies so much time they shouldn't feel right that they've missed something out or they have to make something up no the first is you know we shouldn't give all the time back to the dunya Second, okay, yes, if there was a lot of extra ibadat that we did in the month of Ramadan, and we, yes, we cannot sustain that year-round, so that time may go back, right, to activities other than deen, but we should do it very cautiously, very remorsefully, very gingerly. We shouldn't dive back into the dunya so passionately. This is a mistake a lot of people do. And then when we dive back into dunya so passionately, so quickly, then we lose a lot of the rung, the nur of Ramadan. We lose the passion for Allah that we had in Ramadan if we allow ourselves to get overly passionate about the dunya and the month of Shabbat. So Shabbat is the month, yes, maybe we re-engage the dunya, but we should do so dispassionately, uninterestedly. We should now return to the dunya as a different person. That we view the dunya not as our lazat, but as our zarurat. We view the dunya, this world, and our worldly activities not as pleasure or attainment or achievement or accomplishment, but just as, nece- as necessity. We should be as mundane and routine about our dunya after Ramadan the way we were about our ibadah before Ramadan. You see, most people, they're very mundane, very routine and habitual in their ibadah, and their passion in dunya and it should be the other way around. They were passionate in our ibadah, and we're routine and mundane when it comes to dunya. It's just a matter of routine, a matter of habit, a matter of need, a matter of necessity, sometimes in some sense a matter of custom, a matter of duty, a matter of obligation. It's not a matter of passion. It's not a matter of pleasure. Our passions and pleasures are lillah, fillah, or going to be the, for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, in the name of Allah Ta'ala, for the sake of our deen. That is what we should want. So, we have to not dive back into dunya and all of the time that we took out for Allah in Ramadan we cannot give all of it back no in fact you know really Ramadan is a testament and a proof to us 
that yes, I can manage a lot of being along with family, along with studies, along with job, along with employment, along with business, along with Hukuk al I can do it. Just look at Ramadan, I pray Tarabi every night, along with doing everything I have to do. Or I was fasting while doing everything I had to do. Or I did this extra ibadah while doing everything I had to do. So Ramadan, actually, Allah Ta'ala showed us how much barakah He can put in our time, how much more we can do for the deen and in the deen for the sake of our own deen or whether for khidmat of deen in the time that we have. So after Ramadan in the month of Shawwal, we should keep giving some of that time that we took out in Ramadan, we should keep giving it to Allah Subhanahu Don't give it all back to the dunya because if you give all of your time back to the dunya, it will mean inevitably that you will give all of yourself back to the to stay away from sin to fear Allah subhanahu wa to once we do that first sin after Ramadan not to have depression or despair but to keep fearing Allah subhanahu wa let me also explain something how does that first sin happen normally normally barring rare circumstances normally shaitan and the nafs will not be able to bring a person directly from Ramadan into sin there will be a stage in between and that is called ghafl. So let's take an example. So let's say sin on the internet. So shaitan is not going to be able to bring a person to outright sin. He will first make a person sit down and do pointless, futile surfing. For some people that might be sports. For some people it might be news. For some people it might be surfing technology sites and catching up with the latest laptops and cell phones. So shaitan just wants to put a person back in the chair in front of the computer. Because they were so absent from their laptop. First he just wants to put them in front of the laptop. He won't put any sin on it. He put all of these mundane, worldly, futile, pointless, vain things. What Allah Ta'ala in Quran is called love. It means pointless, futile things. And as a person gets sucked in more and more into that, they get sucked in more and more to that type of surfing. Then Shaitan will pounce. Then he will make them try to do a sin. So the step will be after Ramadan is first into Ghaslat and then into sin. That's why it's so important that in this month of Shawal and throughout the year we should become people of Zikr. We should follow the methods of Zikr of the Zakirin. We should heed Allah's command. Ya ayyuhallazina amunazkurullaha zikran kathira. We should make different zikr in the month of Shawwal. The more and more zikr we make, the less ghaflat we have. The less ghaflat we have, the less close we are to sin. The less easy it is for shaitan to make us to sin after the month of Ramadan. And if we fall into sin, to feel fear of Allah Ta'ala, to repent to Allah Ta'ala, and immediately, immediately, as soon as possible, to reconnect ourselves, reconnect, to warm up that pot the second it gets cold. Reconnect means go to a mentalist, listen to a piyan, read Qur'an al-Kareem, pray some nafal salah, make dua to Allah Ta'ala, perform some active ibadah, reconnect, reconnect. Every time we sin, repent, reconnect, repent, reconnect, repent, reconnect. No sadness, no depression, no despair. Fear, repent, reconnect. Fear, repent, reconnect. And if we keep doing this after we sin, then inshallah we will stop sinning. First we will sin less. Then there will be longer gap between our sins. 
then yes, a person can read stays. Alhamdulillah, it's amazing when a person sits in their company. There are still some human beings alive on earth that they never ever sin deliberately. Allahu Akbar. Our Mashaikh and Allah, this is the real hakikah. This is the real pachan. This is the real reality and the real recognition that there are such people that ilman iradatan that they never, ever, ever, never knowingly, deliberately sin. Allahu Akbar. Can you imagine how beautiful such a person is in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how makabool, how accepted such a person is in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that for years, for decades, they have never, ever, deliberately, consciously, knowingly sinned. Ilman iradatan, they have never sinned. Allah subhanahu These are the awliya Allah. These are the true lovers and beloved friends of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And sometimes I think people really take this for granted. They want to see some miracle. They want to listen to the most incredible bayan or speech. Or they want that person to be the most erudite scholar of some obscure point in hadith or some difficult area to fear. No. The sign of their reliance is right there in front of you that you see every single time you sit with them. The sign of their reliance is they never, ever, knowingly, deliberately sin. And because of that level of taqwa, Allah Ta'ala has put a nur in their heart. And that nur in their heart is such that it is so strong and so brilliant, it can illuminate the hearts of others. In awliya'uhu illal muttaqoon, that's what Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, that who are the awliya of Allah Ta'ala, illa other than the people of taqwa. So this be our major goal in this month of Shawal, that we keep steadfast on our fear of Allah SWT, and we keep fearing, we keep moving, we keep connecting, we keep repenting, we keep humbling and lowering ourselves to Allah SWT, we make dua that Allah SWT preserve every single last drop of nur, that each and every single one of us were blessed by Allah's karam alone to get in this month of Ramadan, and may he give us more and ever more and always more. Wa'afir da'wana. And alhamdulillahi rabbil alhamdulillahi.